Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 98, The Anniversary Effect. You can check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can also listen to me anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Let's take a ride together and talk about the anniversary effect. First, I would like to give a warm hello to all my listeners today. And doing a podcast is such uh, an enlightening and amazing thing. It started out during the quarantine, during the pandemic, of me wanting to share my experiences, my professional experiences, and to reach out to people out there in listening land. But as time has gone on and we've all kind of moved on from running away from COVID, we live with it and we live our daily lives as we did before. And so this podcast keeps growing and to see that I have a listener in Poland or Ireland or a brand new state in the U.S., Idaho, it just validates the whole reason why I even started this podcast. Whether I make money on it or not, or it becomes a 10,000K Instagram account, which it is not. It's more about me impacting you with my personal experiences and what I struggle with and what I've seen my clients struggle with and my knowledge of being in the psychiatric field and working in psychiatric hospitals and outpatient settings. And I learn a lot just from the people that are in my life. So this podcast has taken on a whole new life and it's very exciting for me. And in 2023, I hope to grow. And so a way I decided to grow was with my first podcast, which was episode 97. Do you have Huga in your life? I had some bloopers. I accidentally taped my testing one, two, three. My dog did a shake. Her nails were on the floor. And I decided, you know what? This podcast is about being real. So I left the bloopers in. So if you happen to listen to episode 97, you'll hear that beginning of me doing my tests and clearing my throat. And then you'll hear my puppy somewhere in between doing her shakes and her nails on the floor. And that's all about, I feel, being real. Podcasts are about people edit and clip, and I've really never done that, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe that's not the professional way to do it. But because I'm being real with you, I felt I don't need to do that. If there's bloopers, if there's things, if it means I don't get 10,000 listeners, then that's okay because I want to be real and I want to impact just one person, even if they're all the way over in Poland, especially what's going on in those hard times in that part of the world in Europe. To know that somebody listened to me, not once, but twice, is very exciting. So it always shows that no matter how old you are, where you are in your life, you can reinvent yourself and you can take on new goals and roles Keep some of the old, but you can always improve and reinvent like I have. So let's move on to episode number 98, the anniversary effect. And what I've done and decided to do along with what I just talked about, because it is a new year, 2023, 
it is a time of year for me where there's a lot of anniversaries or dates marking another year of grief or loss or trauma. And it happens for a lot of us. And it may not be that in the first few months of the year is your anniversary date for trauma or grief or an event that made an impact on you. It represents when 2023 comes that you're going to be dealing with another year, another anniversary of whatever that event may have been. And so I was going through some things that they call the anniversary effect. And I thought about it for a while and I felt what a perfect way for my listeners to understand what the anniversary effect is by me sharing it with you. But it also takes on more of a personal meaning. My way to cope with this trauma, maybe or maybe considered even PTSD, there's more than one event, happens within a two month span. And I decided to share that with you as a way to help me cope. This is one of my coping mechanisms that I have decided to utilize this year to help with my anniversary effect. Now, we all know what anniversaries are, right? They mark people being married, your anniversary date of starting a new job, or you're a young couple and you you have your three-month anniversary date, or anniversaries of getting a new car or a new house, Anniversaries of friendships and how long you've been friends together and celebrations you've had. The word anniversary really evokes something special and happy. And sometimes you'll hear people who have been through trauma, like 9-11. The people in 9-11, they don't like to say the anniversary because anniversary means celebration. It's when their loved ones were lost to them and passed away. But the word anniversary means the same thing really for good times and for sad and tragic times. And that's what the anniversary effect is. It's the effect of when loss, grief, hard times, trauma, events that disrupted your life, when their year date comes, the quote unquote anniversary, it's an anniversary, but with trauma and with grief and with loss creates the anniversary effect. It's the effect that it has on us. As a subconscious level, our brain knows that these anniversaries are coming up. Like I said, mine are in January and February, but even the marking of the new year at a subconscious level, you know you may have your first Valentine's Day without a loved one, or your first summer vacation without a loved one, or their birthday coming. The, these dates coming, and at a subconscious level, our brain knows that this is happening. And the reason why I say subconscious is because you may not even realize that you are starting to experience the anniversary effect a month to two months before that date even happens. 
And so I decided to give you a concrete way of understanding how the anniversary effect works. And for you, who if you've experienced grief, loss, trauma, many of us have, how you can start to identify the anniversary effect as it begins to happen to you as these anniversaries come to pass in your life. And in the future, we will all have future grief and loss. Unfortunately, it's just the way life is. And the point of being able to pinpoint the signs of the anniversary effect are to help you cope through it, to get through it without completely falling apart or, or withdrawing from the world and just not becoming functional, wanting just to stay in bed. It's a way to get you through it by a, first being able to identify that you are experiencing the anniversary effect. So I guess I should start back in history and come to the most recent and so I guess that's the way, and I just decided that at this moment, that I will start this with you. So I have, if you've heard my podcasts before, I was married previously. And I don't talk about it because it was beyond years ago, and I was young, got married at 26 years old. and But the marriage ended on Valentine's Day. Yes, on Valentine's Day with a one-year-old child, I was told that they didn't want to be married to me anymore. Was it a complete shock? No, there were signs. Did I see the signs at the time? No, maybe at a subconscious level, yes. Okay, but the moral of the story is that I was told that my husband wanted a divorce on Valentine's Day. Well, how do you get over that when every year there's Valentine's Day and the hearts start coming out, and the red, and the pink, and the cards, and the flowers, and the stuffed animals. I mean, they're in the stores already. They were in the stores the day after Christmas was over. So it's in your face all the time. And so February 14th became a day every year. Now, I can't tell you really what my anniversary effect was because I was young. I didn't even know what the term anniversary effect meant at the time. But I'm sharing it with you because it's a starting point of dates that, for me, began trauma, grief, or loss. And of course, every February 14th that came up, it was not my favorite holiday. But I had a child, and then I got remarried and had another child. Then I had to, through my own struggles, put that aside, work through it, close that chapter, and start to embrace the holiday again. And I did that, and my children and my husband helped me with that because I had a brand new life. This was years ago already. I had been single in between getting remarried for over five years. So I had that time in between. And so that was really just put somewhere that something that was tragic in my life, it happened, it was unexpected. I never thought I'd ever be somebody who was divorced, but I was able to work through it and through the love and having good times on creating happy memories on that date. Valentine's Day became Valentine's Day 
again for me. Now I share that particular one because I really can't give you much of what the anniversary effect was on me as a starting point of where dates mark in our lives a loss, a grief, a traumatic episode, and how they impact us as we grow and we mature and we move on in our lives. So here, years later, embracing Valentine's Day, buying my kids, you know, every morning of Valentine's Day, having cute little things before they went to school, my younger daughter having her fill out all the little those little Valentine cards to hand out to her classmates and making little goodie bags. Valentine's Day became fun. It became fun again. And so life became fun again on that day. And I watched and enjoyed, and as room mom, I would plan the Valentine's Day um, parties for the class. Well, when my one daughter was in college and my other was in seventh grade, I live in Parkland, Florida. Some of you may know what Parkland, Florida is the minute I say it. And some of you just think, well, that's a city in Florida. And it is. And it's a beautiful city. And it's a small town feel in the middle of a very modern, popular South Florida with small schools and people just going into the grocery store and always seeing somebody you know. Small like that, but yet modern. Well, on February 14th, 2018, my one daughter was in college and the other one was home. She didn't want to go to school that day. She fought me and I was like, but it's Valentine's Day. It's fun. I know it's not like you was when you were younger, but you'll be with your friends. And she did not want to go to school. And we had an argument. And I said, well, then you stay in bed. If you don't feel good, quote unquote, you stay in bed for the day. And she did. Until, as I'm watching TV, I start seeing this breaking news. And I start seeing police officers with guns and people being wheeled out of buildings and looking at the building and it's not processing. And then it does process that it's the high school in my town where my older daughter graduated from, where many of my friend's children are currently going to school. Yes, it's that Parkland, Florida, the one where the mass shooting at the high school occurred where 17 children and adults were killed. The one where it just recently had the trial and he got life in prison, that Parkland, Florida. So here I am again on Valentine's Day. Something that I would not even compare my divorce as being tragic to what this was. What this was to the families who were finding out that their loved ones weren't coming home. Watching the school that I took my daughter to every day for four years, seeing this unfold in front of my eyes, hearing my friends and the stories of their children running out of the building with the SWAT team or being in a room with bodies, knowing that my daughter currently went to the school that was on the same campus right next door. And if she had gone to school that day, 
she would have heard some gunshots and screams and knowing what was going on. And so to try and even wrap your brain around everything that entails what a town goes through during a mass shooting at a school is indescribable. And I could go on and on and on about it. And that's not what this podcast is about. What it's about is the anniversary effect. And this exemplifies what the anniversary effect pertains to. Now, the first year, we weren't even even out of what had happened. It felt like we were living it every day. And we're coming on the five-year mark of the mass shooting. Five years, I can't even believe it. And to be honest, Valentine's Day, I don't believe will ever be the same. Like it did change for me after being divorced. It will never be the same. It is tainted. It is the beauty and the illusion of it is not there. And as the new year approaches, it just brings a sinking feeling. It's like, I, I just know. I, when I pass the high school, it, I start to get these, not even thinking about it. My stomach starts to turn when I pass the high school because I have to pass the high school for certain reasons. And when I'm on social media and I see the families who have lost their loved ones who are fighting for different gun laws and, and security at schools, and I, I get a different feeling. Something starts happening. It's been five years, but at the five-year mark coming, all of those terrifying emotions and feelings that I went through and I witnessed with my own eyes start to come back as almost as if it just happened. And this is why a lot of times um, certain hard events that people go through that are trauma, a lot of doctors would like them to be categorized as a post-traumatic stress syndrome disorder. Not the common one where you've actually physically been in the event and experienced it, but as a town, we experienced it. And watching friends lose their loved ones and the funerals and the memorials. And so it's for all of us as a town who lived it, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. And as the date approaches, at a subconscious level, many of us, I've talked to many of people in this town, friends, people I know, and the same thing starts to happen to them. They start to have flashbacks of that day, little things that just, for me, it's a helicopter. And as the date approaches, without me thinking about it, I hear a, copter, I look, hear a helicopter, I look up, and immediately brings me back to that day. I start to get that feeling in my chest. My eyes start welling up with water as almost as if it's that actual day. And that's the anniversary effect is as these losses and these griefs come up upon you, the feelings that you've worked through or dealt with or coped with start to surface and become raw again. 
as the date is coming upon you. And that's what the anniversary effect is. And that's where you have to start to focus inward as these events come upon you to notice what anniversary effect is happening to you so that you can identify ways to cope with it and to help yourself and to heal yourself and to get through this time. And as you get through it and it passes, it begins to fade. It's always with us. It make It's part of our makeup now. That will never change. Those two events I just shared with you are part of who I am now and have changed me drastically in many ways. But as the date comes, it becomes fresh and more raw. And so the anniversary effect. Now, for any of you who have lost loved ones, for me, I lost my father. It will be two years on February 6th. Now, of course, I think of my dad all the time. And of course, I have sad moments. But I'm in my car listening to a song, driving along, and all of a sudden, I start having flashes of the night he went into cardiac arrest. I start hearing my children. I start hearing the screams and the doctor on the phone. I wasn't consciously trying to think about this. This was the anniversary effect. My mind and body know that this time is coming. And these flashes that you would have soon after event, two years later, it's almost as if the event is actually happening. It wasn't a memory that I'm purposely thinking about. It's a flash, a post-traumatic stress disorder flash. And I've been going through that as the weeks come, and I know that February 6th gets closer. These uncontrollable, not thought out feelings in my heart, in my head, and flashbacks happen. I start to hear my dad's voice more in my head. And so when these things happen, those emotions, those raw emotions start to come to the surface again. The pain, always there, but feeling more right there that you can touch it and that to the point that you could become dysfunctional in those feelings like you did when someone first passed away. That bubble that you're in of first not even being numb and not realizing it when it hitting you, that pain, it starts to surface again. It's not that you haven't had any type of closure or dealt with it. It's just part of our being and our makeup now. And it's there compartmentalized in our brain. And somehow this time of it coming back to when it happened, things just start to surface. It's the anniversary effect the effect it has on you physically and emotionally, and even in maybe in your family or dynamics with others, as the date of someone's passing or trauma or horrible experience comes upon you. Now, the last one I'm going to share with you is my most recent, and it's coming on the very first anniversary. And this was something physically that happened to me, and I shared it at the very... Um, Beginning of uh, May, when I started the journey, season three, that I had to have a total hysterectomy. 
It wasn't one of those hysterectomies where you're having problems, doctors keep trying to help you, and then they say to you, it's time to have a hysterectomy. That wasn't what happened to me. What happened to me was I wasn't feeling great. I was having a lot of discomfort. My doctor told me to go to the emergency room. They found this huge dermoid cyst on my ovary, and they told me to, gave me some painkillers, I spoke to my doctor because it happened to be my daughter's birthday that day and I was taking her and some of her friends to the melting pot fondue restaurant. Well, they discharged me, gave me painkillers and I was to see my doctor on Monday. So I'm excited. I get to go to my daughter's birthday and, you know, I wasn't sitting with her. I let her and her friends sit separate, but it was all set up and it was happening and I was excited for her because it was going to be her 17th birthday and I, you know i didn't want my problems ruining that day for her that she'd always remember that so they're sitting in their little cubby with the curtains closed and they're doing their fondue thing and my husband and i are in our own and a little bit away from them and i can't even eat i can't even sit i'm in so much pain and i have a very high tolerance for pain i've had surgeries before c-sections where they open your whole abdomen i've been through it this was so painful that I kept leaving, but I would go out the way much my daughter couldn't see. And I'd go sit in the car because I was sweating. I would put the air on and I would kept going back and forth. And then I texted my doctor again and she's like, you need to go back. You need to be admitted for pain management over the weekend and we're, and then we'll take it from there. So I literally stay at this restaurant until my daughter's finished. She has no idea what's going on until it's time to go and her friends are in the car with us and we had to take my mom to the ER. And yes, they dropped me off at the ER. My husband took the kids and I was admitted. And I don't need to go through all the details, the pain. Honestly, you have so much pain, you just want, just put me to sleep. It, the pain was so intense. And of course, you know how it takes when you go to a hospital, it takes so long for them to admit you and they can't do certain things until you're in your room. And it was a nightmare. And of course you go in and they start doing, you know, blood tests and poking you. And I was actually relieved I was finally in my room because I just wanted them to give me the morphine to take care of this pain. And in turn, of course, the next day, the doctor comes in and tells me that I have to have a total hysterectomy. And we're going to do it on Monday because they needed a special robot and they don't have that um, available to them on the weekends with appropriate staff. So I was in the hospital from Friday until Monday where they would do my surgery. And because I was in so much pain, I was in and out of sleep with the morphine. And I, when they said to me, you know, we recommend, we can take the cyst out, but we recommend a total hysterectomy. Well, okay. And I didn't have time to process. I didn't have time to think about it. Okay, they're taking out my feminine parts. I mean, what am I going to do? I want the pain to go away. I didn't think about it or anything like that. Okay, telling people, telling my friends what's going to happen to me. And unfortunately, my older daughter's birthday is on the date that I'm having my surgery. So I spared the one of ruining her party until the very end by me going to the emergency room. And now my oldest has to deal with me having surgery, major surgery on her birthday. And so the surgery happens 
I don't even know anything about it. I, I don't know how they go in and what they do. I just know a robot's taking care of it for me. And they'll biopsy the cysts and all that. You wake up right after. You don't even know what happens. If you've ever had surgery, you know how it is. And, of course, you're on lots of painkillers. And the doctor tells you, you know, don't overdo it because I injected you with something in your stomach that you really won't feel much pain for the next 24 hours. But then, so don't think you're feeling great and do too much. Okay. So they kept me in the hospital for another, I, I don't know, day and a half, I guess it was. Um, incisions in my stomach, small incisions, glued, whatever, extreme pain, very hard to get up, yada, yada, yada. It was one of the most painful things I've ever gone through beyond a C-section where they cut open your whole abdomen. And so, okay, I had a hysterectomy. And I go home, and it was a long six weeks recovery. It's different for different people, in bed, needing help, the whole thing. You know what it's like after you've had surgery, if you've had it. And so it was a trauma. But this trauma was something that I mentally could work through, but not physically, because my body is different. And the way my body reacts to things now is different, and I feel different. And at a psychological level, I am different. And so there was a mourning and a loss of that, taking out my reproductive system. And all that would happen after because I was different and every day I had to cope with different feelings and different things that were going on with my body and adjusting and not really knowing exactly what they did and then finding out how your life changes a little bit once you have a hysterectomy. So it became, as I've been told from a therapist, a trauma, a post-traumatic stress disorder trauma because it was unexpected. I didn't have time to prepare like you do when you know you're going in to um, get a hip replaced. You have time, you prepare, you make the date, you go. Yes, yeah, surgery is hard and the recovery is hard, but at a psychological level, you had time to prepare. And I didn't. And this was taking out my part of my femininity. And so it's PTSD. And I've been coping with it all year. And as the months go on, you don't get reminded of it every day. You don't think about it every day. Like, okay, my body's different. It's even shaped a little differently now after it. You start, stop thinking about it. But then all of a sudden, last month, all these memories started coming back and feelings. And I felt like I was going backwards. And why am I going backwards? And why am I thinking about this? And why am I telling people about it again and why because the date's almost here it's this month in january is the anniversary of my hysterectomy and so what was happening to me was the anniversary effect and my older daughter was home for college and her birthday like i told you is in this month and she wanted to go to the melting pot with our family before she went back to college early. I didn't really think about it, but as I'm sitting there at the melting pot, I am having flashbacks and physical distress like I did on that night almost a year ago. 
sitting at the melting pot. I felt myself sweating. I felt the anxiety in my chest rising. This was the anniversary effect. When the date comes close or is there, these emotions, these feelings become raw again. They come to the surface again. It could be 20 years from now, and I may feel the same way when the date comes to mark another year of my hysterectomy or of my dad's passing or of the mass shooting at my local high school or at, of my divorce. These things could go on for years as the anniversary comes, and this is the anniversary effect. And what your job is, is to start to notice how you are being affected and how can you help yourself and counterbalance yourself. And so since COVID, I stopped doing a lot of things I used to do. I do them in my home individually through Insight Timer and Calm and whatever. But I started to notice this. And so I actually booked myself a session at a sound bath, which I've always loved. And I, I booked it actually for the next weeks to come because I know that sitting there and feeling the warmth of the sound and the vibrations through my body, and it starts to process all those feelings that I've been going through. And as I'm processing them, I'm also nurturing myself. So I'm counterbalancing this anniversary effect by doing something that's nurturing and calming and helps me process things like a sound bath, which I just did it yesterday. And I feel so much better, even when I start to think about my body and the different feelings and my stomach muscles aren't the same and whatever, it's starting to numb it again, numb those feelings so they're not quite up at the surface. And though they need to be processed, and if I need to process them for the next 20 years as the anniversary day comes, that's okay. It's me acknowledging it's happening and what can I do to take care of myself. For some, it may just be talking to a friend or family member and getting those feelings out. And yeah, they may be saying, oh my God, it's been 10 years. Why is she still talking about this? Because for you, 10 years, a year, three months, four months, it's still very real for you when that anniversary date comes up. And so it's a good time when you know consciously it's coming up to also strategically plan things, which is why I continued once I noticed that this anniversary effect was happening to me. And, you know, unfortunately, all the things that I mentioned to you happened in a January and February. My traumas all within those two months, major traumas. I have to take knowing that I'm going to be bombarded with these thoughts and feelings and I have to take care of myself and I have to identify ways that I can do that. Maybe it's just journaling. I don't love journaling, but journaling is wonderful. So maybe I should just journal during the months of January and February. Maybe that's what you should do as the time comes up or just be jotting down your feelings or emotions as they come up so you can read them later. If you're in the middle of work and a feeling comes up, jot it down on your phone, process it later. Think about how can I 
since I'm feeling these things, I know they're going to be taking a physical and emotional effect on me. How can I cope? How can I nurture myself? That's the biggest word I want you to take away from this is the nurturing of yourself. What can you do? We can't avoid the anniversary of a death, a loss, or a tragic event. But we can learn how to cope with the anniversary effect as it comes upon us. And as I'm talking, if you've been through trauma or loss or grief or hard times, loss of a job that caused so much trauma on your family, and now you're doing well, and that date of coming up of when you may have lost your job starts resurfacing. Well, you can obviously focus on how far you've come, how you've improved your life, or how you've learned to cope and deal with the loss of not having a person in your life anymore or a tragic event that every time you pass it, you remember it even more visually and vibrantly as the day comes. You learn how to nurture yourself and take care of yourself. So for me, I've started with the sound bath. And I'm not going to stop there because January and February are very long months. And I am sure I will have these PTSD flashes that are uncontrollable. And I need to learn how to process these raw emotions that kind of have been put away for a year or two or five or 24 years. So I want you to start to think about if your anniversary dates are nowhere near, start to make a plan for yourself when you know you identify that anniversary effect coming up for yourself. It's a way to fight. It's a way to combat it. You're not going to be able to avoid it. Trauma is trauma. PTSD is PTSD. And the the empty space at your dining room table is still there. And it's will resurface itself. It will come up. You will have the anniversary effects, but the power is how you help yourself through it. How you help yourself move through the pain to the other side. As the time passes, the memories and the feelings start to fade and you move on again until the next anniversary. And that's okay. That's part of life, is moving through it and going through it. Sometimes it goes behind us and it never comes back. And sometimes things resurface with another loss of another loved one. But as you perfect identifying this anniversary effect happening to you, you will be able to get through it in a healthy, productive, and safe manner in your life. I would like to take a moment to thank you. Because you, my listeners, have helped me nurture myself through my anniversary effect of these traumas or these losses that I've experienced in my life are coming upon me. Sharing with you is a way to nurture myself and cope. Not only do I get to talk about it, like I said, you could talk about to a friend, but I'm sure there's somebody out there I mean, I know there's somebody out there who will be touched and understand exactly what I'm talking about. And I hope through me sharing some of my losses and trauma 
you'll be able to identify and you'll be able to start to see that anniversary effect when it starts to happen. And you'll be able to nurture yourself and take care of yourself. So thank you for allowing me to share and nurture myself today as a way to get through my anniversary effect in the month of January and February. Thank you for joining me for episode number 98, the big hundreds coming of the anniversary effects. Remember, go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. Nurture yourself. Positive thoughts always create positive energy. And until next week, my friends, ciao, mahalo, aloha, and merci.